Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Guys, you know that chronic inflammation is at the root of every degenerative disease. Inflammation is ravaging lives all over the world, causing massive amounts of unnecessary suffering. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting to the root cause of inflammation. And so I interviewed 36 of the top doctors and experts in the world to uncover the root cause factors involved with inflammation and give you the best natural healing strategies to get well naturally. And I'm giving it away for free at chronicinflammationsummit.com. That's chronicinflammationsummit.com. And you can register and you'll immediately get access to some of the amazing uh, presentations, including Kieran Krishnan, where we talked all about leaky gut, endotoxemia, inflammation, and microbiome reconditioning. That was one of the best interviews I've ever done. So fascinating, such an amazing topic. You'll get that for free when you register at the chronicinflammationsummit.com. Again, we're giving this away for free from June 6th to June 12th. But when you register today, you'll immediately get access to some of these, some of the free content, including Kieran's talk, um, once we get into the event, you'll also uh, be able to listen to Dr. Nasha Winners, and she is a holistic oncology expert, and she talks all about the cancer inflammation connection. I interviewed Dr. David Perlmutter. We talk about blood sugar, insulin, inflammation, and brain degeneration. Uh, Dr. Christine Schaffner, we talk all about biotoxin illness, lymphatic function, and neural inflammation. I mean, so many great presentations in here. Just go to the chronic inflammation summit. Dot com, and you'll also get access to several of my free guides, including my new inflammation crushing smoothie guide that I know that you guys are going to love. You'll find some of the best possible smoothies that you can make um, in that. So you'll get that for free immediately when you go ahead and sign up. So again, it's chronicinflammationsummit.com, chronicinflammationsummit.com. That will register you, get you a whole bunch of free gifts, including several amazing interviews I did. And then we're going to be giving the entire event away starting June 6th to June 12th, where you'll be able to listen to four or five interviews each day. So you guys are going to love this content. Again, chronicinflammationsummit.com is the place to go. This podcast is sponsored by our friends over at Paleo Valley. They've got an amazing organic super greens product that makes getting your greens super simple and easy. They have 23 organic superfoods in each scoop, each with their own unique benefit for boundless natural energy. And their powder is really in a class of its own. You see, most greens products contain cereal grasses and certain proteins that can cause digestive distress and inflammation as well. You see, most of them have things like wheatgrass and barley grass, and those cereal grasses contain a lectin called wheat germ a glutenin or WGA, which is highly inflammatory. Certain experts believe that WGA may be as responsible for the health damaging effects of wheat as gluten. 
And many who are gluten sensitive also have issues with WGA. So Paleo Valley set out to produce the best, highest quality organic super greens powder without the cereal grasses. And they use only the finest, most bioavailable superfoods, helping your body absorb those valuable vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and enzymes found in each delicious serving. There's no fillers, no indigestible ingredients, just 23 nutrient-rich organic superfoods full of the nutrients you need for a vibrant, healthy life. And it's so easy. It'll only take you 30 seconds a day. You simply add a scoop to a glass of water or milk or smoothie like coconut milk or making a smoothie or even your favorite baked goods recipe and make your day that much healthier. It's USDA organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, no fillers, no cereal grains. It is low carb, zero added sugars, no sugar alcohols or artificial sweeteners, keto-friendly, you guys are going to love this stuff. Guys, check it out at paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers, my last name at checkout to save 15% off your order. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash jockers. Use the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15% off today. This podcast is an audio recording of a great conversation I had with my good friend, Dr. Justin Marcajani, who runs... Beyond Wellness Radio and JustinHealth.com uh, and just a brilliant functional medicine practitioner. And we talked all about the root causes of chronic inflammation. This is such an important and relevant topic because all of us are dealing with some level of inflammation and we've got to do everything we can to keep it under control. And we know it's at the root of all chronic degenerative health conditions out there. And so great podcast. And just so you know, this wasn't like an interview style podcast. It was really a conversation between the two of us. So you'll hear a lot from both of us. And we really provide a lot of context there. And, uh, you know, just a really great conversation. And this is kind of the way that, you know, two practitioners really look at these things and um, really get to the root cause. So I know you guys will get just a ton of value out of this. If you have not left us a five-star review, please do that now. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you so much for being a part of our community and let's go into the show. Hey guys, Dr. Justin Marcajani here. Today we have an awesome podcast in the queue, the top seven root causes of inflammation. I am here with Dr. David Jockers. Really excited to have him today to chat with. David, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great, Justin. Always great to connect with you. You're one of the leading minds in functional health, functional medicine, and so always great to collaborate and discuss really important topics that are affecting so many people around the world. Oh, excellent, man. I'm really excited to chat with you. I mean, you could just pull up one of your blog posts and just have the infographic run the whole entire podcast, right? So uh, I'm really stoked to chat about it. So first off, out of the gate, I think we should just kind of define inflammation for listeners. How would you define it pretty simply? Yeah, inflammation is an immune response that's actually designed to help protect your body. See, our body is hardwired to protect us from dying from an infection. So, you know, our ancestors, when, you know, they would go out hunting or let's mm -hmm. say they were in war or something like that, they would be attacked. They would have some sort of a flesh wound and then bacteria could get into that flesh wound, into their bloodstream and then spread throughout their body and get into their lungs, cause pneumonia, get into their nervous system, cause meningitis and kill them. This is really the leading cause of death throughout the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. Even when people were in war, they really, they tended not to die like it was, they were more commonly were dying from a infection they got from a wound than the actual mm -hmm. wound 
itself. Right. And so the body is adapted to create this inflammatory response. Whenever you have an injury, right? And, and when we think about injuries, we think about, okay, a sprained ankle, let's say. Mm-hmm. What happens? You end up with a lot of inflammation in that joint. And that inflammation is there to help protect against any pathogens getting in. It also helps break down damaged uh, ligaments, tendons, di- different structures that are that are in there that are involved. And it's all part of the healing and remodeling process. And so inflammation itself is actually very therapeutic, very healing, and it's designed to help keep you alive. The problem is that most people in our society now are dealing with chronic inflammation because their main injury is actually in their gut. It's in their digestive system. So the gut, when that becomes damaged, the body responds, just like if we sprained an ankle or if we got a cut or a burn, it creates this inflammatory response. You just don't see it. So you don't actually see it. And oftentimes you don't even feel it at least not in your gut. Like a lot of people are not feeling gut pain or, or, or even, you know, just like a stabbing pain, even though the gut is damaged. But when that happens, when the gut becomes damaged, now proteins are seeping into the bloodstream and the body says, okay, these are abnormal proteins, abnormal bacteria in here. Let's turn up inflammation throughout the body. So that person may experience eczema or some sort of skin inflammation, acne, rashes, Another person may experience joint pain. So when they when they have leaky gut and their body's ramping up inflammation, they notice it in their joints. Different joints are hurting. Another person may have a lot of brain fog and fatigue. So it can impact us in different ways. But in our society today, the inflammation is less so coming from like a like a physical injury and more so coming from injury in the gut. 100%. 100%. So kind of my my simple kind of metaphor to understand inflammation is you have breakdown and build up catabolic anabolic anabolic builds you up catabolic breaks you down you have things that are responsible for the breakdown like cortisol stress hormone uh, interleukin cytokines right inflammation in in general is a good thing when you go to the exercise when you go to the gym and you lift weights and you do push-ups you're creating an inflammatory response in the pec area but then you have this anabolic buildup of remodeling protein so your chest gets stronger and bigger but there's a healthy balance right and so what we're talking about here is the inflammation causing a little bit more of a breakdown than you're able to build up. And so over time, whether it's your brain, connective tissue, joints, cartilage, gut lining, all of this inflammation is causing the body to break down. And depending on where that tissue breaks down is where the symptoms occur. If it breaks down on the cartilage, arthritis. If it breaks down on the blood-brain barrier, brain fog, mood issues. If it breaks down on the gut, um, you can have more autoimmune issues. You could have digestive issues. If it breaks down, let's just say, in other tissues in the body, it could be MS or type 1 diabetes. And so, yeah, so depending on where the tissue is is where conventional medicine puts that ICD-10 code. But we're looking deeper under the hood, and we're trying to get to the underlying mechanism. So first off, we kind of define terms, and then now we can go into you know, other, um, other root causes and, and root uh, palliatives to kind of help support it. Yeah, for sure. And you have, you know, that acute inflammation, which again is very therapeutic and healing. And then you've got chronic inflammation. The big Mm -hmm. difference there is the body, when it's in this breakdown buildup cycle, that is normal and healthy. But when that never gets turned off and the body is continuously in this sort of healing cycle and it never gets turned off, that's when we end up causing a lot of long-term problems. Yes. Happening in our society. Yeah. Inflammation is a good thing because of the, the remodeling that takes place. It's the out of control chronicness. And especially when we look deeper at the hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, if that's kind of chronically high or even chronically depleted, that's where we're going to start to have um, big symptoms. Um, What would you say the next big root causes? 
Yeah. So, you know, at the root, leaky gut is a huge factor yep. with all of this, right? Because again, if the gut is damaged, now we've got proteins, we've got bacteria, yeast, different things like that seeping into that bloodstream. And that tells the body, okay, wow, we need to signal the alarm because these things, we shouldn't have abnormal proteins or bacteria mm -hmm. going around in our bloodstream. That puts us at risk for pneumonia, for meningitis, for something like that. So we've got to turn up and ramp up inflammation. And the body kind of has this like threshold level for how much abnormal protein and bacteria should be in the bloodstream. And once we get over that threshold, it's like a massive alarm throughout the whole body. And then we're releasing a lot of cortisol, right? We're releasing a lot of uh, hormones that are associated with fight or flight. And that suppresses the hormones that have to do with healing and repairing sexual reproduction, you know, our, our, our anabolic, our testosterone, yep. our estrogen, our progesterone, because we're putting all of our energy into fight or flight, cortisol yep. and epinephrine. And this is why leaky gut can cause issues with sleep, for example. A lot of times people have insomnia and it's really related to leaky gut and damage in their gut. So that's always the first thing that I look at. And then I kind of building off of that is just, we have to look at their diet, right? Inflammatory foods yep. are one of the main triggers for leaky gut. Yep. hundred percent. So of course, like the big, the, you talked about proteins, right? So the big proteins, I think you'd agree would be your, your glutinous proteins from grains and yep. it could even be gluten-free grains too. Sometimes rice can be a problem. Corn can be a problem, especially if there's GMO residue on that, right? Like, uh, the pesticides that are used, right? Roundup, oh, et cetera. Yeah. And then of course, um, High fructose corn syrup can have a lot of different corn residue as well. Casein in a lot of dairy, especially if it's more conventional-based dairy with a lot of the hormones and things in there. So all those things can be a problem. And then, of course, the more our digestion is um, isn't optimal. So if we don't have enough acid and enzyme and, and bile salts, it, we got to break these proteins down into smaller units called peptides and amino acids. When these globules are just too big, that can create more food allergens because our bodies have these big proteins they're seeing in the bloodstream. And that can create more stress. So we got to break things down. And if that fight or flight sympathetic nervous system is going, those enzymes and acids and bile salts may be really um, uh, at, at non-optimal levels. And we have these bigger food globules in our intestines. For sure. We weren't meant to eat on the go, right? And so mm -hmm. we really need to be more relaxed state, take a few deep breaths. You know, I, we always pray before we eat, right? Yeah. That puts us in a state of gratitude, activates that parasympathetic nervous system, the vagus nerve, which travels from your brain yep. down into the stomach, into the gut and activates the production of those key digestive juices. So you can really break down the foods effectively. So yeah, we definitely need to eat with the, you know, we have to have mindful eating habits and eat foods that are nutrient dense and not foods that are uh, higher on the inflammatory spectrum, like you talked about. So yeah, that's huge. And then we got number, you know, the, the third big thing is keeping our blood sugar stable right? Mm. So blood yep. sugar stability is super important. So like if you're eating breakfast and your breakfast consists of, let's say, you know, an apple or a banana or something like that, and you're only eating, let's say fruit, even though it's a, a healthier, you know, more nutrient dense food, basically all it is is sugar. And so what happens then your blood sugar goes up, insulin comes out, brings that sugar down. And now your blood sugar is down. And now your body says, okay, blood sugar is down. And if you're not metabolically flexible or your body's not very good at burning fat for fuel, that becomes a, you know, again, the alarm gets signaled because it says, okay, wow, we don't have enough sugar to fuel the brain. So we're hypoglycemic now. So now we need to pump out more cortisol, more epinephrine to get the blood sugar up because cortisol is a glucocorticoid, meaning that it activates uh, blood sugar release from the liver, from the muscles into the bloodstream to get the sugar back up. But with that, we also kind of get this, 
effect on our brain, this high cortisol, yep. epinephrine, where it can cause us to have cravings. It can cause us to um, have mood swings, irritability, anxiety, a lot of different issues like that. And that just drives up inflammation in our body as well. Yep, 100%. And also just having blood sugar go up and down, up and down. If you're relying on lots of glucose to be your fuel source, unless you're doing lots of exercise and burning it up and you kind of have that ectomorph body type, these are the people that are kind of your your basketball players, your marathon runners. These are the ones that when they eat a bunch of carbs, they just have to go run around the block because their glucose just triggers their body to need to move. If you're not you know, keto adapted, right? glucose is a dirty fuel in your body it tends to cause a lot of oxidative stress this is why diabetics with high blood sugar that kind of oxidation is going to create problems with the eyes the vasculature uh peripheral nerves and so it, it's good especially if you're not super active to be doing a lot more to be more keto adapted and to kind of really yeah. switch your fuel source yeah. to being more kind of fat based which yeah. creates less oxidative stress yeah, so you really want to build your diet around protein and healthy fats, yep. right? I yep. recommend typically when you eat, you want to eat roughly about 30, maybe 40 grams of protein. If you're trying to put on muscle mass, let's say you're weightlifting or something like that, you may even need more. But when you sit down and eat a meal, you should be looking at somewhere around 30 to 40 grams of protein in there, yep. you know, roughly around 30 grams or so of fat in there. Um, somewhere in that range is usually a good range. Depends, you know, it can obviously range a little bit depending on individual's body size or gender, their activity level, but somewhere in that range where you're getting the fat, you're getting the protein. And then, you know, you might have a little bit of carbs and some vegetables or maybe some berries, some low glycemic fruit, but you know, you don't want a, a tremendous amount. You don't, you really want to minimize the amount of starch that you're consuming throughout the day, starch and sugars, and just get them from real foods after you have your protein and your fat levels, your, your macros, right on your protein and fat. 100%. And kind of my philosophy is anywhere between a palm to a, a full hand of protein, that's usually three to six ounces. Again, if you're bigger, it may go higher to eight ounces. If you're yeah. done doing a lot of lifting of weights, you know, you may be able to shift that. And then usually carbohydrate wise, I kind of say between two fish to two full hands. And, and I would say mostly vegetables is pretty good. Yeah. And if you're going to throw some starch in there, you know, there's some theories. I tend to go later in the day because of the carb yeah. backloading theory of just being more insulin sensitive later in the day. And I try to stack in the fast at night with really lower carb throughout lunch to really yeah. tap into more being able to utilize ketones and fat for fuel. What's your thoughts on that? I, I, I completely agree about that. In fact, that's what I talked about in my book, Keto Metabolic Breakthrough, when I talked about carb cycling and even getting keto adapted in the beginning is really trying to push those carbs into the later in the day, even though a lot of people say, well, then, then you're going to store them as fat. It's not necessarily true because if you go low carb throughout the day, your body's actually going to burn up all your sugar stores in yep. your liver and your muscles. And so now there you're going to have this wide open available storage for those carbs when you consume them to put it right back into the liver, right back into the muscle in the form of glycogen. So you're not just going to turn it right into fat. And I think that's a much, much better strategy. And what I've noticed is that when people go lower carbs throughout the day, they have less cravings throughout the day. Yep. When you start your day and you eat more carbs earlier in the day, cravings go up and your overall, the amount of calories and the amount of carbs that you're going to consume throughout the day goes up. So Yeah. A part of the big reason why exercise, especially lifting or interval training is so beneficial is one, it makes your muscles a little bit bigger and then muscles yeah. are like a sponge for glucose. And so one, you're, you're wringing out the sponge when you exercise, so you're burning the glucose, but then you're also hypertrophying the muscle, making it bigger. So it's like taking a big sponge and cleaning up that messy table. I had a patient just do this as an experiment. 
He tested his blood sugar after a meal. It was 140, 140, right? MG per DL. And I tell patients, if you, you know, if you make a mistake with your carbohydrate or just too much junk after a meal, just do a five or 10 minute walk. Well, he did an elliptical, a 10 minute kind of like interval on the elliptical, measured his blood sugar 10 minutes later. It went from 140 to 85. Yeah. He was activating so, that skeletal muscle. That's it. Yeah. And another, another quick tip there too, is you could even just do, if you know you're going to have a higher carb meal, do 50 air squats, right? Or yep. 20 air squats or whatever you're able to do. Just do that. Get yourself kind of in a state where you're breathing heavy. Give yourself a few minutes to just kind of calm down, take some deep breaths, and then eat your meal. Now you've activated the GLUT4 yep. uh, receptor, right? So the GLUT4 the the transporter muscle. protein that actually acts like insulin to pull the sugar into the cell. And again, you got to get that sugar out of the cell because the sugar will create more oxidation and will create a, a process called glycation or browning yep. inside of your body. So, uh, if it's stuck in the bloodstream at a high level, like that 140, like your, 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 your client there. So we want to pull that out and we don't want to do it with a lot of insulin, right? So we want to be able to get the sugar out of this, out of the bloodstream and into the cells with the least amount of, of insulin production. And that's what the exercise will help with. Yeah. And that's why I recommend like during the day, I, I have a stand desk here. So I have a treadmill over here that I can control with the remote. So I'll move my desk over there. Like yesterday on my Fitbit here, I walked 18 to 19,000 steps yesterday. So yeah. I moved it over my treadmill. I'm working with patients. And then I have my little QB stepper over here. So I lower my desk and now I'm able to pedal. So I'll go from pedaling to just yeah. standing and then doing actual walk at three to four miles per hour. I can go, I can go to one or two miles per hour if I want, if I'm really focused. I don't want to put a lot of energy out and yeah. put more brain energy. So it's good if you're in those work environments, start with just the QB where you just get the little pedals, put them yeah. under your desk and just try to get an extra 5,000 steps a day with just that alone. That makes a huge difference. Yeah, no, that's great. And I can tell, you know, from the last time I talked to you, you actually look more muscular and, and trimmer as well. Oh, so yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. It's working that, for you. you. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Hey, I just want to take a quick moment and tell you about my new book, The Fasting Transformation. I am so excited about this book. It is a functional guide to help you burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. Fasting is the most ancient form of natural medicine. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting improves your blood sugar and your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in your body, optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and helps activate stem cells and deep cellular healing. Guys, you're going to learn so much from this book. You can check it out, The Fasting Transformation on Amazon or on our webpage, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. So check that out now. You guys are going to love the book. And if you have a chance, leave a review on Amazon. Thanks so much. What's number four? Yeah. So num number four is going to be infections. So sometimes you can eat a great diet, right? You can really try to put your body in the right, the right mindset, right? And in parasympathetic mode. So you're able to produce the right amount of digestive juices, but you've got infections, particularly gut infections that are driving up inflammation in your gut, driving up inflammation, driving up cortisol levels. And these bad gut microbes, which could be candida, right, or, or some sort of a yeast or fungal overgrowth. It could be uh, bacteria like Klebsiella, for example. It could be parasites, could be worms, could be, um, you know, blastocystis hominis and different amoeba and different things like that. These things are going to eat the nutrients that you're consuming. They're going to poop out toxins, right? And yep. those toxins are going to drive up inflammation in your system. 
So sometimes we need to use some herbs and different compounds to help remove these infections and, and follow specific protocols uh, to get rid of these infections. So that's, that's really the next thing that we've got to focus on there. Yep, 100%. So first off, just being in a really healthy um, parasympathetic state with good acid and enzyme and bio levels, those actually provide like almost like natural bleach for yep. like the dirty fitness table. So it makes it harder for microbes to grow when there's good acids there or good bile. These things have a natural antimicrobial effect, number one. And then typically good beneficial bacteria in the gut is also going to produce some level of acids, whether it's glucuronic acid or, or different acids that are, are very helpful for keeping bugs in check. But then when you've eaten too much sugar or been exposed to antibiotics or your sympathetic fight or flight's off, these microbes start to overgrow and then you're in this, then it starts to shift the whole milieu. So then you kind of have to fix everything. You got to fix the digestion, fix the diet, use the herbs to knock down whatever microbes are going on. There can be different microbes. And sometimes when those microbes are in there, you can't just go back to doing lifestyle things, changing your diet and, and digestion. That may not be enough. And sometimes the, the herbs are really necessary to kind of knock things down. Yeah, absolutely. So just like you said, I mean, naturally, if you're producing enough stomach acid and bile, stomach acid really helps to uh, sterilize the stomach. And then bile is very alkaline. Stomach acid is very acidic. Bile goes in, really helps clean out the small intestine. You yep. know, we have a, a lot of people developing bacterial overgrowth in the small intestine. Sometimes these are good bacteria, but they've translocated from the large intestine into the small yep. intestine. And yep. now they're 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 fermenting foods, you know, they're eating foods before they should, creating a lot of extra gas, causing poor yep. nutrient absorption. And this is oftentimes related to poor stomach acid, poor bile flow, not really creating the right environment. And now these bacteria are translocating up there. So yeah, these are all things that we need to get rid of. We need to try to really optimize stomach acid bile flow. So that's key. And then sometimes some different herbs, different compounds can be really helpful. Things like garlic, um, let's see, berberine can be really, yep. really helpful here. Olive leaf can be a, a great one. Yep. Uh, black walnut, right? What are yep. some of your other favorite antimicrobials? I'd say oil of oregano is wonderful, yep. ginger. Yep. Um, silver. I like wormwood a lot too. These yep. are all excellent, excellent compounds that are very helpful. And then typically when we do a lot of killing, we may even throw some biofilm busters in there, whether it's ginger or silver or N-acetylcysteine can work yep. wonderful to help uh, the herbs work even better, kind of disarm the bugs, so to speak. Yeah. Super important. And I know we're running low on time. So the next two I'm going to put together, yep. chronic stress and poor mm -hmm. sleep habits, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. these kind of go hand in hand. Obviously, if you're under a lot of stress, it's going to cause higher cortisol levels, higher epinephrine levels, which is going to cause more laxity in that gut. So when you have high cortisol, the tight junctions that keep the gut uh, connected and with, with a lot of integrity become loose. Also, high cortisol will cause a reduction in the mucous membrane which is kind of like the, the first line of defense yep. in your gut before you get to the gut lining. So you'll have less mucus production, lower levels of secretory IgA, which is your key immune component that helps protect your gut lining. It helps protect against pathogen buildup in your gut. And then the gut junction will become more leaky or more loose and will tear more easily. So it, it predisposes you to leaky gut. And of course, we know chronic stress will also impact your sleep quality. And then if you're not sleeping well, that also is going to cause more issues with stress, with higher cortisol, higher adrenaline. And, uh, you know, obviously that's going to compound your gut health and your ability to just heal and repair and produce the right amount of anabolic sex hormones in order to um, repair and really thrive. 100%. We talked about anabolic building up and catabolic breaking down. Well, it, 
cortisol, our stress hormone, the glucocortico, uh, the glucocorticosteroid you mentioned, is on a circadian cycle. So it's higher in the morning and lower at night. Now, the problem is it goes down at night, which allows melatonin, the sleep hormone, to come up. But the problem is when we start to have overstimulation, sympathetic nervous system stress, that rhythm can start to almost – it can actually peak up at night which then throws off our ability to make melatonin, which throws off the parasympathetic restoration that happens when you sleep and growth hormone going up and all of your neurotransmitters turning over. So like you kind of mentioned, that sleep, it's so important because when that throws off, that prevents the healing and recovery. And so it's almost like a double whammy, so to speak. Yeah, you really can't recover if you're not sleeping well. That's Mm -hmm. actually, it's one of the most foundational things. I know I can help somebody if we can get them sleeping well. The faster we get them sleeping well, the faster their body's going to heal. Yeah, and you can get like um, like a Fitbit where they have an HRV function or like the Whoop or the Aura Ring, and you can test kind of your HRV and your sleep depth, and yeah. I'll do different things. I'll like take extra GABA or theanine or magnesium or avoiding yeah. alcohol. Like I'll just have one one like night alcoholic drink like two, three hours before bed, and my HRV score will be way lower that next morning. So get a device yeah. where you can kind of test and see the different inputs and outputs in regards to uh, healthy supplements and, and lifestyle strategy and see how that moves the needle. You may see it with blue blocking glasses or prayer yeah. or meditation or breathing or cold shower. These are all important inputs. And then you can see how your body responds as a result. Yeah, totally, totally. And the last thing is just environmental toxins. So yep. we're being exposed to pesticides, herbicides, mold. You may have mold in your home um, that you're being exposed to or in your office or something along those lines. Heavy metals. Let's say you've got amalgam fillings in your mouth. Um, you know, you can obviously get, 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 get toxins from that, um, lead, let's say you're in an old home and there's lead paint or something along those lines, or you're using conventional lipstick, which actually has lead and you're putting that on every single day. So there's a lot of different exposures to environmental toxins that, you know, may be causing you not to be able to heal effectively and drive up inflammation in your body. So we got to do the best we can. So I always recommend trying to go as organic as possible with food, at least trying to get non-GMO for sure, um, and organic as possible with your food, that eliminates one of the major causes of you know toxicity and just a buildup of toxins in your body. It's like we all have this bucket of toxins, and we can handle. We have a certain threshold that we can handle, and our body will, will eliminate those things. And awesome. so when we build it up, though, once that bucket gets to the point where it's overflowing, that's when we start to have the major symptoms. Yep. All our systems start to shut down. So the more that we can reduce the amount that are going into this bucket, the better off we're going to be at eliminating them. And so, you know, just trying to reduce exposure is key. Get natural household cleaning products. Yep. Um, you know, try to get outside a lot, breathe fresh air as much as you can and, uh, and, and exercise, right? So trying to exercise, you can obviously get it in a sauna and try to sweat, yep. try to open up all the drainage pathways and try to minimize your exposure to these toxins. That's really the key. Totally. And each one of those seven could be a podcast in and of itself. And of course, we got we got lots of recommended supplements as well. We'll put like maybe a link below and you can put some of your favorite products and um, below. So listeners that are wanting to understand, hey, what can I do for sleep? What can I do for inflammation? We'll put our favorite ones below and you guys can take a look at that. Um, And then also feel free, reach out to Dr. Jockers, drjockers, J-O-C-K-E-R-S.com. David's got all kinds of great supplements and tools and great information there. And I'm, I'm Dr. J, justinhealth.com. You can reach out, podcast videos, and, and functional medicine consult worldwide there. Dave, Dr. David, anything else you want to add? You know, I just want to inspire you guys to know that you can heal. If we can find the root causes and move those, right, and, and, and eliminate and reduce those, 
your body has this natural built-in mechanism to heal, right? It's the innate intelligence that runs you that God designed you with. And you can heal and you can repair and you can get inflammation under control. Inflammation is there to support you. You've got to just find out what's causing it to be chronic, what's causing it to be turned on all the time, start reducing that. And now your body's going to be uh, back into a mode where it can heal, repair, and you can really thrive in life. And if you've tried these things we've talked about and you're not getting results, reach out to somebody like Dr. Jay here or my health coaching team. You're going to need a professional to help walk you through the process, put you on a protocol and uh, get you the results that, that, that you want. I love it. And there's a lot of great foundational information out of the gates people can kind of take and run with and then kind of get that that extra, you know, uh, that extra guide or that Sherpa help to kind of get to the top of the mountain, so to speak. So Dr. Right. Jockers, really appreciate today's podcast. Great intel, great information. Awesome, man. You have a great day. Good chatting with awesome. you. Awesome. You too, Dr. J. Be blessed. Thanks, Doc. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.